Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Positively Wrestling Evolved. I am Tim Kennard and my co-host with me, as always, Mr. Steven Davidson. We are just two guys who don't know anything about women, but know a little bit about professional wrestling, talking about women's pro wrestling. Steven, my friend, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay, while a bunch of other American wrestling fans are pretending to know and be excited about Ishii, I actually know and am excited about Roxanne Perez yes. showing up NXT proper in the same week as NXT Level Up. Man, she's already she's already making her presence known. Yeah, we're going to be talking in depth about that coming up on the show. Uh, yeah, you make reference uh, to um, Ishii, of course, Big announcement on AEW. Tony Khan's big surprise is that we are getting this New Japan Pro AEW Super Show. The big uh, surprise that everybody knew about before. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> right, an, yeah. Again, another one of those worst kept secrets because it yeah. was kind of the expected thing. Um, but given the venue that they're doing in Chicago, uh, it looks like this is going to be one where we get dream matches. Yeah. So, no, is, no women's matches, though, so we won't be covering it here. Yeah, unfortunately not. Uh, but still very cool for the business. Very cool yeah. for AEW. Um, we do have some AEW to talk stuff to talk about later with mm-hmm. the Owen Hart qualifiers and such. But uh, we're going to kick things off like we always do with a little math-based wrestling. Let's get a run of the numbers. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But then you take my 75% chance of winning. If we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percent. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. The numbers don't lie. We all use math every day. <laughs> the long version. I was ready to start talking and he kept going. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Even he doesn't know what he's saying in that clip. I he stumbles know. over his words. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so this is how we always start the show and how you sometimes remember we start the show. So good job this week, Tim. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this week we had 37 women's wrestling matches 11 from stardom eight from shine we've got shine to talk about all right uh seven aew five nxt two impact one wwe uh is that right (laughs) (laughs) one wwe did i not uh count a wwe match no we we definitely had uh at least two (laughs) yeah we had two wwe uh one nwa and one nxt uk uh they added up to a total of four hours, 17 minutes, 56 seconds. That's an increase total time of 39.8% from last week. The match average, though, down to six minutes, 58 seconds, a little under that seven-minute mark we have kind of gotten used to, a 9.3% drop. The longest match was the main event of Shine 72, Ivelisse Velez against Shaza McKenzie, clocking in at 18 minutes and two seconds. The shortest match we'll talk about in a little bit yes yes um okay well thank you for the math-based wrestling um let's jump into smackdown where we normally do 
And uh, once again, uh, another, you know, title holders versus challengers singles match breakup here <laughs> kind of thing. Another one. Yeah. It's, it's all they know how to do to build a tag match. And uh, surprisingly, because, I mean, she was back very quick, Rhea was mm-hmm. in this uh, against uh, Naomi, correct? Yes. 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 Um, it was good. Uh, yeah, no, it was a good match. Good yeah. match. Yeah, um, they work well together. They work very well together. Uh, I mean, all four women in this scenario here are great. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could pair them off any way you want to, and they're going to probably turn out good product. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, enjoyed the match. Again, it's kind of that 50-50 booking. Rhea gets the win. After Naomi had gotten the win, after Liv had gotten the win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sasha's so, the only one without a win here. Yeah, the only one who did <laughs> no win. Um, so, yeah, what's going on? Um, but she doesn't need one either. I mean, uh, she, she doesn't. And fair. honestly, I'm the only one keeping track. So, yeah. <laughs> so that uh, progresses. And then, you know, we are getting, and we'll talk about it coming up when we get to Raw, uh, the tag team title shot. Yes. That we finally got to get. After I do done. wish they could have built to that match other ways, though, other than all these singles matches. Why not do yeah. like a, a six woman tag or, yeah. you know, throw a couple other women in there or like we were talking about last week, have them wrestle other people while the other teams on commentary or something like that. We don't need to. The, the more you have them in there against each other to build a match, the less special the match is when you get to it. You have more people on the roster. Use them. Yes, yes. Where is Zia Lee? Where and well, I mean Shotzi, I think, was coming back from injury, but still. Yeah. Uh, and and Zia Lee, Shotzi, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, yep. Yeah. Come on. You've got Raquel over there now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who hasn't had her first match as of yet. Nope. Um, although I think seems... they're they're giving her backstage vignettes to kind of let the audience get to know her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um we had an interesting segment with Drew Gulak um, uh, involving Charlotte Flair, which is very interesting. Um, Drew Gulak, we and it's funny because we get an intro from Michael Cole about how Gulak is going to be uh, auditioning live on air. <laughs> right. That's how to, they do things. To be uh, a, a, a backstage interview uh, or entering interviewer and... Uh, who was it he interviewed first? Oh gosh, uh, I wasn't prepared for the quiz question. Um, oh, because he—I um, remember it happening, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah, unfortunately, but it's neither here nor there. So fast forward, you've got Charlotte backstage with uh, Adam Pierce uh, talking about the I Quit match and all this stuff, and she's bickering, and then in comes Drew Gulak to see like, how do you think I did and. Charlotte's like, don't interrupt my time and blah, blah, blah. And then he starts, he's like, but didn't you, didn't you tap out? <laughs> oh no, that was later. That was in the ring. That was in the ring. But she's like, I'll give you a shot. Uh, a real A-list interview. You come interview me in the ring. So he goes out there, but then he doesn't hold back. He's like, but you did tap out technically. <laughs> Asking those hard questions. Yep. Which she gets mad at, tells him to leave. She chop blocks him beats him down um and yeah so drew figure Gulak, eight. huh you're eight. yeah the figure eight and he quits he quits he, he totally does. quits um so interesting the, the on job so many i'm levels. assuming <laughs> yes <laughs> so, <laughs> like i'm done with this 
forget this. Um, Kudos to Drew Gulak, honestly, yeah. for, for being willing to go out there and do that to put Charlotte Flair over because God knows she needs it. And you're going to talk about an unsung hero, man. This guy's great. Yeah. He's he's awesome in the ring. Very uh, good technical wrestler. Um, his involvement with 2K22 is like your trainer yeah. intro guy is amazing. He's got great personality. Yeah. Willing to do what, what he needs to for the business. Um, kind of in his, that uh, Dolph Ziggler type role. You know, he's a guy you can put in with people, and he's going to make them look really good, very technically sound. His match with Daniel Bryan at Elimination Chamber 2020 is still one of my five favorite matches I've seen in person. Mm. The the storytelling in that match, where they built off of the story they'd been telling in the previous weeks on television and mm-hmm. work that into the story of the match. Uh, yeah. It was just spectacular. So yeah. I mean, I guess he's getting used, right. But yeah, at least he's getting some TV time and maybe it'll lead to something else. Does Charlotte flair need it. Yeah. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> finally Charlotte seems formidable. Yes. Uh, and, and they kind of make, you know, it's official. It was official anyway, but it's definitely happening at, uh, WrestleMania backlash, the I quit match, her and Rhonda. Yep. yep. Um, and no Rhonda this week. No. Uh, but that's okay. No Roman either. I know that has nothing to do with our show, but I noticed no Roman. Yeah, that was a little more concerning. <laughs> yeah. Just odd. I don't know. Yeah, because not on either show. Right. So no yeah. world champion, WWE champion representation at all. Um what we did get was a return vignette, basically. Uh, with Lacey Evans. The second one, meant to talk about this last week, and, you know, apologies to Lacey Evans and Lacey Evans fans, because uh, that was just an oversight on our yes. end. But, um, yeah, so the second week in a row that she's had these vignettes where she's going into her, what I assume is her real-life backstory. Um, yes. It, 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 I've not heard anything to the contrary, and it feels very real. Either it's real life, or she's a much better actor than anyone ever realized um it's it's tough stuff she's going into and kind of putting out there for everybody yeah and if it's not the real life stuff it's definitely real life adjacent you know they might be fiddling with a few details but i don't think so it doesn't i don't i mean no it doesn't feel like it doesn't give me that feel of that um Mm -hmm. this feels very genuine it feels like she's definitely geared up to return as a face oh for sure as a baby face um so I, I'm interested to see this because I, I liked Lacey Evans. It's just that character she had sometimes just got under my skin so much and not in a good way. I, I, I'm fine with her as long as she's not going. <laughs> oh, my God. That drove me crazy. Yes. Yeah. I talked about her on the show and she was doing it. <laughs> but she was just... one of those. And I fully admit it. And because I think it was around when we kind of started the podcast, I was very critical of Lacey I remember. Evans. Um, but she improved a lot from when she started to right before she left, um, as far as her in-ring work. Uh, cause I thought maybe she was just a, like caught up to the main roster just a, a hair too soon, um, and needed a little bit more work in NXT, but she's come a long way, I feel. And I'm excited to have her back and to see, you know, what she could bring to the table this time around as a babyface. Is she going to get these vignettes week after week after week, debut and then disappear for three months, a la Alexa Bliss, a la Zia Lee, 
Yeah, and actually, let's talk about Alexa Bliss for a second. Just, I mean, it's a little off-brand because Raw is a little bit further down, but um, it's coming out that she's, you know, they have no direction whatsoever. Creative has no idea how to use Alexa Bliss. How insane. How, how do you not know how to use Alexa Bliss? Yeah. It may, how do you not know how to use Asuka? How do you not know how to use, you know, you insert whatever female name here and it kind of applies. I mean, Alexa Bliss, I have like four ideas off the top of my head. Like what's wrong yeah. with the people who do this for a living? I'm a math teacher. We fantasy booked several, you know, possible scenarios they could have done or could do, but nobody's doing it. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't get it. It's like, ugh focus on more than one female story at a time people <laughs> what they need to do is have some of the creative team just for the women and some creative team for the men and do yes. it that way and then if it's stuff like we're going to talk about later with um with uh, the 24 7 championship uh then they kind of work together but if if it's a story that just focuses on women or just focuses on men you only have certain people just like they have agents they have agents yeah. who work with the women and agents who work with the men. Why not do it with the creative? Yeah. Cause I mean, it's just, it's, it's inexcusable to sit there and think that you don't know that you, you don't have anything, right? Anything. Yeah. Come on. And but, I, I said a few weeks ago, it was pretty clear that that rumor was probably true based on the tweets that Alex had been putting out. Yeah. And the fact that they did build her for so long. And then after elimination chamber, she was just off. Like there's, there's no other logical explanation for it other than, oh, we just didn't have anything planned and now we don't know what to do. So yeah. um, a, a lot of the, you know, dirt sheet stuff we hear is crap and suspicious, but this, it, it made perfect sense. Yeah. This kind of fits. Um, yeah. yeah. So very off-putting that, that that is a state that the creative team is in. Yeah. But, I hope we, I hope we see her soon. Yes. But again, as you allude to, I mean, Aaliyah, Zia Lee, come yeah. on. Again, yep. people that were there prominently for like, what, a month? And then poof, yeah, disappeared like they never existed. Just like this week on uh, NXT, we didn't see Alba fire. That's true. That's true. Gone. And again, see, uh, Katana Chance. And again, maybe my theory is correct. Maybe those name changes are going to coincide with them showing up. But would are they going to show up or are they going to be nowhere for six months till they have an idea right right but if you didn't hear alba fire is the new name of kaylee ray and yes. katana chance is the new name of casey catanzaro yeah uh so we're just kind of waiting to see what happens next with them and i'll tell you what and i i, I get it you know because we've talked about how the name changes because there were some other changes going in for some of the guys as well apparently um even though i can't remember who but that this uh, probably has a lot to do with being able to trademark personas. It's been said that Vince right. doesn't want people to use their real names, stuff like that. But so help me. If you call up EO Shirai and she's not EO Shirai, I'm done with you. I'm done. It like, would it, be absurd. It's that's dumb. It's the, Oh my God. I'm already, I'm warning everybody now, or, Hey, stay tuned for fireworks because we get to NXT 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have many thoughts, <laughs> many, many thoughts. All right. Most of my NXT stuff is positive. So I'm curious <laughs> to see where this is going. All right. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> we'll get there, but my preview would be worst episode of 2.0 since it became 2.0. Oh God. I wouldn't say that. Not with uh, Roxanne Perez debut. No, I, I didn't say everything was terrible right as a whole that show was horrible (laughs) but i'm saying that was good and cool and fun enough that it would it would raise it above that distinction on its own Mm. i sadly can't agree but we'll get there yeah we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) we'll get there but differing opinions is okay um but yeah let's uh we had that we had lacey evans so we're excited for that we'll see where that goes um hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> yeah, or, or we won't and it'll just go away and we'll and, never and, know yeah or you know a couple more vignettes and then be like who lacy who right. <laughs> um let's move over to some aew we get um ruby riot and Britt baker both qualifying for the owen hart uh tournament she goes by ruby soho but that's that's okay oh i did say riot didn't i you did you yeah did. ruby soho excuse me um uh both matches not bad no they were they were good matches they were just predictable yeah it's like there was no you didn't think really at any point that ruby was losing you knew Britt wasn't (laughs) absolutely not yeah um so yeah it's very uh, different they're they're treating these qualifying matches for the women very different than they are for the men yes the men's qualifying matches are competitive and you don't know who's going to win and then they're just throwing the women out there and but, here, and it's, yeah. it's the problem we keep talking about they haven't built up the rest of the division to be respectable opponents right to where you can do these matches that have that kind of um built-in drama and excitement and competitiveness yeah. um really love the renegade twins so we've talked about them before and yes i, I really enjoyed the robin renegade ruby soho match it, it was a lot of fun and they all, all three involved there ruby and the renegades um did what they could to make it as fun and dramatic as possible. But it, despite that, we just knew just based on the booking and based on their standing in the company, but yeah. they did what they could and they, they did a good job. Oh, uh, but that, Hey, that faction writes itself right there. Ruby and the renegades. Oh um, yeah. I'm in. Give me that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so more qualifiers for the Owen Hart tournament. Uh, we also next week are going to get, um, well, well, I guess could be the blow off match. <laughs> Please maybe for this and again long-term storytelling this has been almost too long um sheeta versus deeb um in a uh i can't remember what kind of match but some sort of stipulation but where you know you can use pretty much everything yeah like a no holds part of yeah yeah kendo sticks chairs Mm -hmm. everything yep um and I guarantee it'll be a good match. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah. These two it's, are both awesome. It's just, it's, we've seen it so many times. It's already. just like their fifth or sixth one. Yeah. Yeah. But still be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's, that's pretty much that for AW. I mean, yeah. we had a few segments with the baddies, which seem to be officially kind of a little faction. With, and uh, tonight we do have uh, Jade defending against Marina Shafir. Yes. On on TNT, which they build as Jade's toughest obstacle yet. Really, <laughs> is it though? Not, no offense to Marina Shafir, right? But she has not been. I mean, she's just kind of burst on. It's like she hasn't really been presented. 
Yeah. Um, He's been mostly on dark. Yeah. So I, I kind of resent that they went to that trope. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, but they so, haven't really put Jade against a lot of the top names either. I mean, through the tournament, she was against Ruby and, and you yeah, know, some. a couple, but we for the most part, not not really. We haven't really seen her go against a, a real high level opponent. No, 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 Sheeta, no Brit, no Nyla, none yeah. of those. Yeah, not yet. So Thunder Rosa, uh, Statlander, none of those. Yeah, so hopefully soon, you know, maybe we'll get there. But I get what you're doing with Jade. It makes sense for now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, she just keeps getting better and better with Mm -hmm. her in-ring. And and she's fire on the mic anyway. She's always been pretty good on the mic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But let's jump over to Impact. Um, Poor Caleb with a K. Oh, man. Poor Caleb with a K. Fired. Man, you hate to see it. (laughs) You know, it happens in life. Yeah, hey, you know, unemployment line, man. But uh, I'm pretty sure someone will have a spot for him probably as soon as this weekend at <laughs> the Rebellion pay-per-view, uh, which we'll be talking about. But I, I kind of expect him to pop back up with the inspiration yeah. as they have their rematch. Mm-hmm against uh the influence for the women's the knockouts tag team championships that is part of right. the pre-show um it's before the pre-show i didn't realize that yes i'm pretty sure it's the pre-show well that sucks yes that does suck what um but impact yeah, I, you're better than that <laughs> but i am pretty sure i'm i'm like 99 sure that when i saw the graphic it did say the rebellion kickoff i hope you're show. wrong that would be normal for you you're not better than that well, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we had the single. We were talking about WWE doing this. We had a singles match between Madison Rain and Jesse McKay last week. Yes. Uh, yes. But we haven't had three or four of them. Yes. The um, only one. And that was uh, on uh, BTI before the impact. Yeah. yeah. Um, which pretty good. I mean, it, it was. was. I liked it. it. Yep. It uh, was. And that's kind of what led to, I mean, Madison won the match and mm-hmm. she really didn't need Caleb to do it. Um, not that she won it fair and square, but she didn't need Caleb. Uh, and they've just come to that realization that he's he's more he causes more problems than he does them good. Yes, and so they finally cut him loose. They being Madison and Tennille, uh cut him loose last week on Impact, and we'll see where it goes. Yep. Um, we also finally got the match that I we, we knew had been taped quite a while back. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Diana Parazza, um doing her uh, champ champ challenge, and this was for the Ring of Honor Championship. Yes. Uh, and it was Willow. It was Gale, and they had a nice little match showing once again Willow is great. She's great. Yeah, and Diana's on fire right now. So you get two um, good dance partners and they put on mm-hmm. a good show. I mean, they not particularly did. long. It was only, I think this was only about seven minutes, maybe. It was 9.32. 9.32. Yeah. Um, so above the average. Yep. Um, yeah, real good. Deanna, of course, retains. Um, yep. But great uh, showing for Willow. Once it again. was. It was. It was. She, yeah, she she gets it. She yeah. She's hitting all the right notes. She just needs to hit them in the right place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that's going to happen soon. It just is. Yeah, she's going to get snatched up very soon. She's going to have a permanent home soon. I feel. Yeah. Um, uh, 
We got uh, some more in the Chelsea and Mickey saga as uh, they kind of brawl backstage. And uh, then the Edgeheads <laughs> come in because uh, Cardona and um, Brian Myers Myers uh, have kind of realigned themselves together uh, in the storyline against um, formerly Big Cass, whose name I'm uh, uh, William uh, Morrissey. Yeah. Um, or W Morrissey. W Morrissey. He's, he, he's very uh, fancy. Yes. Um, so they're they're back together. So obviously, I think we are going to get a return of Nick Aldis here to kind of jump in uh, for some more mixed tag action. It looks like, and maybe. probably Morrissey, maybe a six person. Yeah, maybe he can be the. Yeah, yeah there you go. That kind of writes itself. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Uh, before we get to a Mickey um, Chelsea blow off eventually yeah yeah um but yeah good chance former wwe tag team champions yes they were over too i don't care what you say (laughs) there's no doubt i don't think if you say otherwise (laughs) then you're just freaking out of your mind and they're oh god they're over now they're over now (laughs) they weren't over as over guy as the edgeheads and as the champions they weren't over at that time but later yeah they absolutely were yeah absolutely um we also had Giselle threatening Madison Rain backstage. The inspiration's got a lot going on here, don't they? Yes. Uh, not the inspiration, but the influence. Info. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of makes me sit there and say, okay, maybe the inspiration don't win. And this is setting up the next opponents for the influence. Uh, yeah. Which, um, so you think Giselle and Lady Frost are actually going to form like a regular team, like the, 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 old, the old wrestling trope where the, the enemies join together. To yeah, form a maybe. Team. It's like maybe it's like we wrestled a few times. Okay, I get you. You get me because they were in that four corners match. Yeah, as a over team. WrestleMania weekend. So maybe maybe they found that they work well together. We'll see. Um, or this could be, you know, you know, after they lose the belts, uh, a program for just Giselle and Madison could could be. go either way. Could don't be. know. We'll see. But again, and there was at, a, go ahead. Oh no, I was no go ahead. Go. I was going to say, look at how impact in their one two-hour show mm-hmm. fit so many women in in meaningful ways yeah because we've still got the uh the title match too yeah because then uh we had uh backstage of course um we had tasha steels uh talking about you know where she's how she's gotten to where she is and how you know she's kind of on top and then you know, she ain't scared of Rosemary and her tricks. And then we get some Rosemary tricks um, with the music and them showing up on the, uh, the, the video wall. So just hyping that match and I'm excited for it. And, and Rosemary is going to help elevate Tasha Steele's even higher. I think as yeah. champ. Yep. Um, Cause like we say, I don't expect Rosemary to come out as the winner. I expect this match to give us a few moments where we think she might. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think uh, they're both, gonna be good enough to give us that kind of story mm-hmm. in the ring um so excited for that and that'll also be on uh of course this this uh is it saturday or sunday saturday 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 yeah saturday for rebellion tomorrow night rebellion so um do we have a match for diana rebellion is she doing uh, another challenge is she i haven't heard that. i hadn't heard um they did definitely didn't set anything up on tv right us. unless they do it tonight after we record oh that's true because we have tonight's show so that um, could possibly happen um 
still waiting to see how how they're going to navigate the Ring of Honor Championship. <laughs> I know that's going to be tricky. Um, because uh, Diana, I would assume, is under contract with Impact, Impact. right? Yeah, yeah, she is. She is an Impact contracted wrestler right now. Um, not that they can't, because they've worked together in the past, loan her out yeah. to Tony Khan, but. I'm almost thinking because I guess I'm pretty sure Mercedes Martinez is officially signed with AEW. Oh, wait, we do have a match. Duh, Tim. Deanna versus Taya Valkyrie for the Randa Oh, yeah. Man, completely forgot. Yes, Taya Valkyrie. That's a big one. Deanna, yeah, that's going to be a big one. Um, And could be the end of the champ champ. I I can fully see Taya picking up the Randa Duranis. Yep, I can too. Yeah. just like I almost kind of expect maybe Mercedes Martinez beats Diana again I, because I'm she is contracted it. to AEW. Yep. I'm I'm expecting that to happen. Yeah. So unfortunately, it looks like we could get both belts leaving Diana Prasso very quickly. Which sucks because I've really enjoyed the Champ Champ Challenge. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of fun with it. But that could also lead to Diana Tasha and a program there. So um Again, that's why we really love Impact and hype up their women's division because look at all the possibilities that they're giving us. Yep. And they only have a two-hour show every week. Right. And that's it with a little bit of internet on the side with BTI, and that's it. That's it. Yep. And And they're one digital match week, but that doesn't count. And just so we're clear here, they still have plenty of time and get all the stuff for the men in too. Yeah. So they're not sacrificing. Nope. It's it's all there. So not take, even at sacrifice. Yeah, not even at sacrifice. So take notes, really. Yeah. Writing teams, creative teams, take notes. They they <laughs> are sure. the best creative team in American wrestling right now. Yes. Yeah. Hands down, I agree. Yeah. Um so yeah, let's move on to some stardom. Got some uh some interesting things to talk about. Oh, do we? That's, do I mean, we ever the shocker? And I remember because the way they posted it was kind of weird and out of order. And I thought I had watched everything and hadn't because you were like, Oh my god, wait till you see this thing. And I watched what I saw and I was like, Is it this? Because that doesn't seem like that big a shocker, <laughs> you know, yeah. not, not like the way you were hyping it, right? But no, the uh, um, the absolute craziness is Mayu losing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, not okay. just losing. Right. Hold on. We'll get there. So here, here. So they had six Cinderella tournament matches this past mm-hmm. weekend. They only had one show this weekend, this past weekend. Yeah. And uh, it was on the 10th and they had six. Uh, no, not the 10th. That would have been like two weeks ago. It was on the, the 17th. 17th. Um, yes. Uh, and they had six Cinderella tournament matches. And so at first, I mean, they're going as I'm expecting. So Saya Ida beats my Sakurai. That one could have gone either way. Uh, no huge surprise either way. Um, I was kind of surprised at that one. Were you? But not like shocked. Yeah. But I, I in my mind, I was like, oh, Maya's got this. <laughs> okay. Um, Natsupoi defeating Unagi Sayaka again. Well, could have gone either way, but Natsupoi was probably the, the pretty solid favorite there. So at this point, I'm thinking, you know, the, the matches are fine. They're kind of short. They're fine. But Cinderella Tournament usually gives us some surprises, and we really haven't had any yet. Like the, the pay-per-view where they did the first round, mm-hmm. not, a, not a single surprise, really, outcome in that whole show. Um, and so I'm just kind of itching for something to, to shock me. And then we have uh, Julia and Kaguma 
they go up next and uh kaguma wins wins uh, so this, and and this was generally a surprise because i would not have yeah. called this um surprise i wouldn't say a total shock yeah not a total shocker but yeah it surprising. was over the top rope mm-hmm. um and kaguma's you know it's not like she's oh no pushed. yeah yeah I mean, she's she's viable definitely yes. yeah um so finally oh good a surprise uh and then we have mayu watani against saki kashima from oedo tai now just to reiterate Saki Kashima, she's not a quote-unquote jobber, as we might say. No, she gets some wins here and there. She gets some wins, but she's not... She In Oedotai, she's behind Momo. Mm -hmm. She's behind Starlight. Mm -hmm. She's behind Natsuko Tora. That's me just breaking my phone. It's half dead anyway. Um, (laughs) uh, So she's at at best number four in Oedotai. Um, And she... I would say she probably loses more than she wins. Uh, it's not uh, maybe 40, 60. Okay. Um, wins to losses. And that's against Mayu Owatani, who is literally referred to as the icon of stardom. Mm-hmm. She's the Hulk Hogan of stardom, the John Cena, the Roman Reigns of stardom. Yep. So that match is about to take place in my head. I'm thinking, well, we just got a surprise with Kaguma beating Julia. I guess that's our surprise. Mayu's going to destroy Saki here. Cause I could see that the, the length of the video was kind of short. Yeah. I she said, figured, right. Yeah. This is going to be a quick one with Mayu winning. Right. It's going to be pretty quick. Uh, it was pretty quick. It was yeah. 17 seconds quick. Yeah. With Saki getting the win by pinfall. After a sequence where it was like, try to pin her this way, didn't work, she kicks out, try it, roll it again, roll it again. The third time was a charm. Yeah, the, the Kishi Kaisei, which yeah. is her finishing roll-up move. Uh, the first time, Mayu kicked out. Then she tried it again. Mayu countered it into a pin of her own, which Saki then countered back into the Kishi Kaisei and got the three count. I kid you not. I'm not exaggerating. My jaw dropped. My hands went to the top of my head. And I sat that way for a good 90 to 120 seconds. Wow. I could not believe what I had just seen. It would be the equivalent of Dana Brooke pinning a face Becky Lynch clean in 17 seconds today. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty much what the equivalence would be. If Dana Brooke was a heel. Yeah. If Dana Brooke was a heel. Unbelievable. I didn't think Mayu was going to win because Mayu doesn't need to win the Cinderella tournament. Right. But I did not see her elimination happening like this. I figured yeah. it'd be an over the top rope, something uh, craziness. I I can't remember the last time I've been that surprised at a match outcome. Yeah. I mean, that was just, it, completely shocking and like, wow. Cause you'd think, you know, again, you don't think Mayu's probably going to win the whole thing, uh, but use her to maybe elevate somebody who does have a chance to win it. Yes for that value so very very shocking and surprising and and that's that actually this route and that's actually one of my complaints because we go on through the night mm-hmm. so that happens and then we have um the, more matches taking place mm-hmm. in the next round on yeah. the same night so kaguma comes back out and saida comes back out and they have a match and kaguma wins that one so saida's out and then 
uh, Saki Kashima loses to Mirai. Yeah, that's it. After she beat, after she after she beat Mayu in 17 seconds, she loses to Mirai from God's Eye uh, in six minutes and 47 seconds. And yes. I don't understand that. See, and, and again, it's like you played it backwards. You didn't need to put the hype on Saki here. You should have had Mayu win and let that loss to Mirai elevate Mirai. Right. If you want Mirai to go further in this tournament. Right. Uh, that That's... So they did it backwards. Yeah. Not saying that... Again, not that Mirai needed to pin uh, Mayu in 17 seconds, of course. No, but, no. but uh, you know, have her pretty much squash Saki. Or, I mean, you could have... I would have played the match even... Not even quite a squash originally. You know, I wouldn't have had a 17-second match in either of them, personally. Right, uh, right, right. But, but yeah, it just seems kind of like backwards booking. Yeah. Here, so... Doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense. No, uh, and it makes me think Mariah's going to win because otherwise I, I think pushing Saki through and having this be like a really big night for her, not necessarily to win the tournament, but to just get through this past weekend. Yeah. Having those two big wins. Um, why not do that unless Mariah's going to win? Yeah. So we're down to a, a final four. We've got Mariah. We've got um, Kaguma. Mm-hmm. We've got Natsupoi and we've got Hazuki. Mm-hmm. So there we have our final four for the Cinderella tournament. And the, the semifinals and finals will take place at the pay-per-view on the 29th. So coming up in a couple of, uh, no, one week. Yeah. One week. Next yeah. week. Next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm pulling for Hazuki, but I have a feeling it's going to be Mariah. Yeah. It does kind of seem with what happened that that is the direction we're going. Yeah. Um. Uh, also, Queen's Quest set to choose a leader next week at Cork and Hall show. Yeah, they are not next week, just whenever the next Cork and Hall oh, show. Oh, at the uh, next. I'm sorry. Yeah. The next Cork and Hall. I mean, it might be next week. I don't think it is. Um, it's hard to keep track when it's over in Japan. But uh, they, they had a five on five with Queen's Quest. Uh, sorry, Queen's Quest had a five on five with Oedo Tai. Still mm-hmm. no mention of having a match to, to disassemble one of the units. I don't know whatever happened to that. Maybe we'll yeah. get back around to it. Um, but, uh, they did win Queen's quest won that match. Hina, uh, pinning her sister, twin sister, Rena, uh, in eleven eighteen. So Queen's quest got the win. And then after the match, uh, Azumi gets the mic and says, Hey, remember, we still have to choose a leader. And then, uh, they each basically take turns jumping in saying why they should be the leader. Miyu Amasaki stood back and let the rest of them kind of have it. So good, good on her. Like she's the newbie. Uh, she doesn't need to be saying, Hey, I should be leading this thing. Um, although lady C jumped in, she wasn't even in the match. Lady <laughs> C jumped in and said, Hey, shouldn't the leader be the one who was a former teacher? And in my head, I'm like, no, sit down. Um, <laughs> I mean, in my brain, it should be Utami period. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Saya is the white belt champion now, but Utami was the red belt champion. Utami was the world of stardom champion and that's who it should be. So they said they're going to decide at the Cork and Hall show, but I, I got the sense they might have a match for it. They didn't say that, but that's what it felt like it was building to. And if that's the case, what kind of a tight-knit unit is this? Yeah. What I, what I think would be almost comical, but maybe a better option, is you have them take a vote. And everybody yeah. votes for themselves except for Miu. 
Um, <laughs> and that she, would be pretty good. She becomes the she's the newbie, but she's the kingmaker. Right. Right. Yeah. That could be interesting storytelling. That you it could, could you could take that so many directions. Yep. <sighs> yep. For sure. Why won't people listen to us? <laughs> <laughs> I know. We need, we need advertisers. Yeah, uh, we need advertisers. <laughs> that's why. Um, we also had uh, this past weekend a Shine show. So yes. Shine 72 uh, took place this past Sunday. And not going to run through every match, but just some, some uh, notes here. Uh, Casey Lennox mm-hmm. finally getting her first win. All right. So Casey Lennox getting a win over Vanity in eight minutes and 29 seconds. And afterwards, she was asked about her friend Santana Garrett turning her back last time at shine 71 on natalia markova to save her career uh in that uh careers versus titles match mm-hmm. and uh she kind of brushed it off and just uh was like uh well you know she's my friend and hey i just won i won the match <laughs> <laughs> so i like that that was fun um we had the woad woad Defending the Shine Nova Championship against Renee Michelle. Ah, okay. And uh, the Woad retains by countout or disqualification. Now I'm forgetting how the match exactly ended. Uh, I think it was a disqualification. It was a disqualification. So the Woad retains. Okay, I, I love the Woad. Mm-hmm. We both we're, we're both Woad fans. Yeah. Right. Um, but she's defended every every time this way by disqualification or count out loose. She has yet to win a title defense, except for that tag match last time, which technically yeah. uh, Ivelisse won on her behalf. Um, so I'd oh, like to okay. see the Woad. Yeah, I'd like to see the Woad. I mean, unless they're going for a honky-tonk man type thing, which okay. maybe, maybe they are. Um, but I'd like to see the Woad, you know, win a singles match as Nova champion. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We'll see if that's just what they're going for with her. If they are doing a honky tonk man type thing where she never wins, but always walks out as champion. But I find that works way better with a champion who isn't likable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like she's very endearing. Like the whole or gimmick looks is like they might struggle winning in the matchups. Yes. That too. The Wode looks great in the ring. And yeah. a lot of time looks like she outpowers her opponents anyway. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't quite fit if that's what they were going for. Right, right. Um, and so we did have Ivelisse Velez defending mm-hmm. the Shine Championship against Shazza McKenzie from Australia, a first-time match. Uh, Shazza had been gone for a while due to COVID uh, traveling restrictions and whatnot. Now she's mm-hmm. back and she's making the rounds, and here she was challenging Ivelisse for the championship uh and Ivelisse did win again it was the longest match of the week in the women's in the world of women's wrestling at least the the parts we're covering um and it was a good solid match no complaints here uh I didn't really get the sense that Shazza was uh, that Ivelisse was ever in any in any let me try that again I never got the sense that Ivelisse was in any real danger of losing the title uh I think because Shazza had just you know kind of like shown up out of nowhere and there was no real build to it um, so I think when Ivelisse eventually loses the title, it'll be, it'll have more of a story behind it, but it was a solid match and longest match of the week. Oh, obviously, uh, <laughs> Mayu and, and Saki was the shortest match of the week. Yes. Yeah, 17 yeah. seconds. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about it up front and kind of, yeah, it, it would lessen the impact of talking about it when we got to stardom, but yes. Um, 
yeah, so Shine 72 was a, a solid card. No, re- uh, Santana Garrett did speak to her turn on, she had a promo segment. She did speak to her turn on Natalia Markova and it was exactly what we expected. Uh, she didn't feel confident that they were going to win the match. So she sacrificed Natalia. So she wouldn't be the one taking the fall and wouldn't be the one kicked out of shot and uh, predictable, but sensible. So I'm all right with it. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I hope uh, Santana gets some good stuff out of this too. Cause she's, she's too often. I don't know if she's overlooked, but I just, I don't know. I don't feel like people talk about her enough. Yeah. Agreed. Um, well, that's awesome though. Uh, we love it when we get to cover shine. Mm-hmm. Um and of course, Mission Pro. Uh, speaking of which, we actually do have to go back. <laughs> we have to go back and talk about Battle of the Belts. Oh, we do have to go back. Yes. We have uh, to go back to the future. No, um, <laughs> no, it's a lost reference. Oh, okay. Um, but no, we got to talk about uh, Thunder Rosa we do. and um, um, Nyla Rose um, and that title defense that I. <laughs> It was on your birthday. It was on my birthday. <laughs> Which was awesome. Because as we have we've talked about and joked about here on the show, about uh, your absolute disdain for Thunderous. No, not <laughs> true. Not true. Not true. Not true. But how her matches have not gripped you yet. There always seems to be something that happens that makes me go, uh, why? Like, why? Why? So why don't you tell us about the match that happened on Saturday? <laughs> it was going along pretty swimmingly. Yeah. It was going along really pretty great. In fact, uh, she hit a really cool counter into a code red. That looked mm-hmm. fantastic. Very, um, I was impressed. And, and then, and then we had a spot that reminded me of SummerSlam 96 and Shawn Michaels and Vader, where Thunder Rosa is laying on the mat and Nyla Rose goes to the second turnbuckle to jump off. And it was very clear that Thunder Rosa was supposed to lift her foot and catch her with a kick, but she just didn't. She just didn't. And Nyla Rose just lands on her feet and has to improvise in the moment. And so just starts punching Thunder Rosa as she lays on the mat. And why? It was the simplest, the simple, and, and, yeah, I, I didn't get mad about it like Shawn Michaels did to Vader when Vader, yeah. <laughs> Vader was supposed to move and didn't. And Shawn was cursing him out in the middle of the main event of SummerSlam on live television. Um, but it just it was going so well. And it's just it's just always something. It's always something. And I think she some of her offense doesn't look great either. She does that move where they're leaning. They're seated, seated on the mat leaning against the bottom rope and then she'll hit the opposite ropes and come back and do a little drop kick to them. But mm-hmm. like compare hers to not poise or to Saray's and when they do it and how just devastating it looks. And she just kind of barely taps them and then lands back on her feet and it just doesn't look good. And so <sighs> she does so much for, for the world of women's wrestling, but there, there are so many little things she can do to improve her in-ring performances and to improve just the quality of her matches. And it was going really well until that spot. And it's just always something, every big match. It's, it's not every match, but it's like every big match, something happens that just kind of takes me out of it. But, but Hey, 
We do love Thunder Rosa. Yes. We yes. It's, it's, it, we're not trying to be mean. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying she's a bad wrestler. I don't think she's a bad wrestler. It's just for some reason, things like this seem to always happen in her big matches. And I, I don't understand why. Hmm. But maybe okay. next time. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving her, I mean, I'll give her infinite chances. to, And eventually, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be flawless from beginning in. Yeah, she had like a little vignette on on Dynamite as well. So thinking maybe next week because she makes allusions to uh, Double or Nothing. So we'll probably get some sort of uh, indication as to who she may be facing in her next yeah. time of defense. Okay. Um, but yeah, jumping back to where we were, which is getting ready to move on to some NXT UK and the World of Darkness match is now set for two weeks from now <laughs> two weeks from now yep the big rematch between Mako Satomura and Isla Dawn and we don't know what a world of darkness match is we'll find out in two weeks I guess yep and uh, I don't know <laughs> they just turn the lights out every you can't see what's going on <laughs> you just hear sounds you just hear the sound and eventually you're gonna hear one two three and you still don't know who won until the announcer is told to tell you <laughs> The lights, lights come, come up. back up, and there's it's that big guy from AEW. Hand. Yeah, it's just then something I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Do you think Isla Dawn really wins it? Do you really think it's going to happen? I think so. Do you? Okay. I do. Uh, and I, I want to sit there and I have a, a little prediction. Um, one of my Tim's crazy off the wall predictions uh, that I believe is going to happen by the end of this year. Okay, that's that's trademark, by the way. That's going to be your T-shirt. Tim, yeah. crazy off the wall predictions that I believe is going to happen sometime before the end of the year. Yeah, and we fit the whole thing on the front. It's incredible. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It'll actually just be in the pocket square. Oh, <laughs> so you gotta yeah. get really close to reading. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but uh, I think by the time we get to the end of 2022, NXT UK will not be a thing. Really? They're just, they're, they're just today, yesterday, yesterday's episode, they were so excited celebrating the 200th episode. Yeah, uh, I think, I think we're in the, uh, the final, final lap of UK. What makes you think that? Uh, just the out, the outbound uh, number of talents uh, that have gone recently. And I specifically uh, call attention to Pretty Deadly, who are now on NXT 2.0. And they came out on this week's show and they were ha- cutting this promo and ran down UK. Like not because you would think because overall that's a brand you own. <laughs> it's part of the WWE family. You don't want to openly disparage that brand. You would have pretty deadly, like at least say well, there's no competition left in NXT UK. We've conquered everyone. We've had our hard-fought battles, and now we're here. But they were just like, no, NXT UK is drab. Like, it's the pits. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, I believe Isla Dawn's going to win, and I believe Mako Satamora is on 2.0 within a month. <laughs> okay. Now, they're also heels, though, so they don't have credibility when they say things like that. True, true. And that's why I say it's not just that. But a lot for me, mostly it's the talent. Everybody's mm-hmm. getting moved over to to NXT. Apparently, I guess the numbers for UK 
haven't been fantastic. <laughs> have they ever uh, been though? And that's what I'm saying. I'm, I think they're below what they have been. Like mm-hmm. they are on a steady decline. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's my, again, that's, my, that's why it's an off the wall prediction because I'm not concrete, mm-hmm. but that in my mind, that's just what it looks like to me that we, we might be getting the final lap of UK and then we'll just have 2.0. How many pizzas you want to buy me this year? <laughs> so that's, is that going to be our end of the year bet? It can be. <laughs> okay. That's the end of the year bet. All right. We got two pizza bets. All right. On All the right. table right now. By the way, uh, I don't know if you know, we, I, I meant to mention this to you before we started recording, but it, it fits what we're talking about now. Surprise WWE 2K22 uploaded the NXT 2.0 arena. Yes. I saw that. Yes. yes. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah very cool. Um it's nice that you're getting those kind of incremental unannounced updates. I know. I love the surprises. I'd much rather have surprises than announcements like two years ahead of time. And now we have this agonizing wait. Yeah. It's like knowing all the DLC characters now, but knowing that some of them you're waiting four months for. It's like, right. Come on. Yeah. Um, but I see the other side too, is you want people to buy that expansion pass and yeah, kind of want to show them what all they're getting. Yeah. But anyway. That's a different discussion for a different show. <laughs> Our a show wrestling that we video have. game podcast coming <laughs> right. soon. <laughs> um, pushing your buttons in the ring with Steven Tim. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I like, like that. I, I feel like I do that anyway. Wow, that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but let's. Uh, so we got that at NXT UK, and that was basically it, right? There wasn't really. Well, there, there was a match between Stevie Turner and Amelia McKenzie. Amelia. Uh, Amelia gets the win, uh, but no real forward movement on any sort of angles or anything like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about NXT. Oh my God! Uh, like, <laughs> what? It's so e- All she had to do was lift her foot. <laughs> and all you had to do was say it and then hit the button. You remember Batman Returns where they're about to light the Christmas tree and the girl was like, so... First, the tree lights up, and then I hit the button. No, I hit the button, and then the tree lights up. <laughs> um, you are that girl. Only I am. I am far, that girl. Far um, less easy on the eyes. <laughs> yes, far less easy on the eyes. Uh, yes, NXT 2.0. <laughs> You're also the penguin, but far less easy on the eyes. Wow, thank you. I appreciate it. There that. you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> waddle, Penguins waddle. don't quack. Quack. <laughs> Sounds like a quack. <laughs> um, getting off point here. <laughs> That's fun. All right. So let's talk about the good of NXT 2.0 this week. Okay. Because we are in agreement. Absolutely. Roxanne Perez, Roxy. Uh, of course. Well, we thought she was on Level Up. She, she made was on, Level up, on Level up Yeah. Against Sloan Jacobs. And it was a, a great showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, she won it in four minutes 16 seconds which is my birthday on the day before my birthday 416 yeah uh and i was so excited i'd never been excited that excited for an episode of level up slash 205 live ever but knowing she was going to be on it yep it was fantastic uh she she showed she showed the new audience what she's capable of uh in four minutes and 16 seconds and it was it was excellent and i thought that was it for at least a week yeah but we get to nxt 2.0 and uh we hear that she's going to be debuting next week yeah she gets a vignette 
And she gets this vignette. Very cool. I like how this, you know, she grew up playing the WWE games, creating herself. And now, boom, she's in that position. Now she is uh, in the game. Which uh, just drives home how old we are. Like, grew up creating yourself on the games. Yeah. We were like adults when we were finally creating characters it's on true. games. It's yeah. very true. Um, so I, I liked the vignette. I thought that was cool. And then she was backstage getting interviewed um mckenzie mitchell right yes yes and toxic attraction rolls up and uh basically we get um jc jane getting in her face saying why don't we just start now how about this week how about tonight and yeah so boom hey here's the swerve She's coming next week. No, cancel that. Later tonight, Roxanne Perez making her debut for NXT 2.0 against half of the women's tag team champions. And I was a little confused because Roxanne, when when JC said that, said something along the lines of, let me go figure it out or something like that. So I wasn't sure if we were getting a singles match or if it was like a going to be a six-woman tag and she had to go find challengers. I was a little confused by that. Yeah, but then we do get the announcement that they would go one-on-one in her debut match and it was great uh my only my only criticism here has to do a little bit with the booking um you did not need to protect jc jane i agree by having the um uh, the the windy chew distraction yeah up on the up on the uh, yeah you you didn't need that screen yeah just have her lose the match it's like it wouldn't have hurt her that bad yeah and it would have helped roxanne a lot more yeah um that's my big that's my big criticism is that should not have happened we didn't need the distraction spot this should have just been a straight up win for roxanne um my guess is that their thinking is we can get the win for roxanne while also moving the story with wendy chu forward and that was a way to do that what, what I noticed about the timing of it, it wasn't like JC had Roxanne beat. She didn't. She was in control. Yeah. But she didn't have the match won or anything like that. So it didn't come off as, well, there's no way Roxanne was going to win without that. Yeah, at least it didn't make Roxanne look weak. No, it didn't at all. She just took advantage of the opportunity. But there's no reason to think she couldn't have come back and won anyway. Yeah. But again, yeah. as far as in the ring, Roxanne showed that she is beyond her years way yeah. uh in her experience and understanding the psychology in the ring and how to move into different transitions and yep. spots her execution mm-hmm. and, and, and jc jane um who i still think is, is a little green it also speaks to roxanne's uh capability that this is one of jc jane's best matches and it from was a only, technical standpoint from a technical standpoint it was only two minutes and 18 seconds and it's crazy that in that you can extrapolate this. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Just because it's quick doesn't mean it has to be a squash. It can still accomplish stuff. Yeah. Would I have liked it to go longer? Of course. Well, yeah. And I thought of it was going it to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of a little bit of abrupt. So the, the, the shortness of the match also a little bit of a criticism there. But overall, very happy with this because I think this gives me hope that they get it with Roxy. Yeah. yeah I, I was so excited going into level up 
um, to see her on on that show, and it occurred to me because she was she was against Sloane Jacobs, and they pointed out that it was the first time both of them had been on Level Up, and I was excited. And then the bell rang, and my heart sank for a minute because I thought, "What if she loses? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what if? What if they give it to Sloane Jacobs? Because you know they do stuff like that all the time." Yeah, and, I mean, WWE has been more than happy to at sometimes even throw it in your face that we don't care what they did before yeah. they got here. Yeah. They're at rung number one on the ladder. Yeah. Not even at rung one, you're still on the ground floor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you might go out on level up debut and lose. Yeah. And so I was afraid of that after the bell rang. It didn't occur to me until the bell rang. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, my God, wait. <laughs> but luckily, <laughs> luckily, that didn't happen. And then she got the win against JC as well. So we're off to a good start for, and uh, for Roxanne. And I think, uh, man, uh, I think they should do it because I think they wanted to do it with Cora Jade. And they found that Cora Jade maybe needs a little bit more time to be left in the oven to season herself. And that's why they've got her with Natalia in that thing going on now. I think Roxanne is going to beat Mandy Rose. So this is the first step. And then she goes on and beats Gigi. Gigi next. Maybe even you have them take on as a tag. She gets a partner, maybe Cora Jade and takes on as a tag team. They're friends. They, yep. they post stuff on Twitter, hanging out you know, all the time. Uh, do something like that. Maybe even a six woman tag. And that could even lead into resentment from Cora Jade. Mm-hmm. And you could build that program afterwards. Look at this. Look at this. We have thoughts. We have stories. That we've already, we've already given you like three months of television. Yep. There you go. Boom. But yeah, I think this will culminate in Roxanne debuting, winning, and then moving on within a, a matter of months to being the NXT women's champion. Would love it. And would at least show me that, okay, they do understand the talent they have on their hands, right? At least in this instance, right? So, uh, we shall see, but that's my hope. That's yep. my, my crazy prediction for that. Uh, let's move on to what I thought was bad. <laughs> okay, okay. Again, I, I wasn't crazy about everything, but I, I, I don't know, I didn't have a strong hate like you apparently have for whatever. Let's uh, see. the Stratton Saray match, okay? Okay, now. I like Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm. I love Saray. Mm-hmm. I think they they both have a lot of upside. Um, both very, very young uh, and have a lot of time in front of me, though. Saray uh, seems has a lot more, even though she's young, has a lot under her belt. Yes. As far as experience goes and has proven herself other places that she knows what she's doing. Yes. Uh, and it seems almost that like they're kind of using her as that utility to help elevate people. Um, my problem here is how this match is booked out because they book it that Stratton knows that the dropkick from Saray, that's what I have to avoid. And they play it that she's constantly, you know, keeping herself from that spot because she knows it's going to be devastating. And they give you that build so Saray can finally hit it and you get that drama. Saray hits it and Stratton basically doesn't sell it gets up and gives her a headbutt, and then we get to finish. Like, it's uh, nothing. Well, she sold it on the outside, right? And then they went back on the inside. 
and and Saray got the waist lock from behind. And so Tiffany throws her head back. So it's a defensive headbutt, right? It's not like she was in control at the time and then hit an offensive headbutt. It's a defensive headbutt, which puts Saray into position for the finish. So it wasn't quite, it wasn't where she just got up and then took control back and won the match. That wasn't what happened. But I do agree with you that I, I think Saray should have won this match. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, and, and my, this kind of leads into an overall, a, a bigger gripe because NXT 2.0 as a platform, they've, they've tried to make it very clear. This is developmental. This is where they're learning the craft. But unfortunately, what they're putting us on TV is not them learning. Um, we should have, like, this is where they should be learning to do more sales and how to sell uh, and sell effectively and believably and how to create that storytelling in the match for the ones that are still very green, like a um, Tiffany Stratton. Um, and we're just not seeing it. And it's on the men's side too. Um, so I'm not signaling out the women um, I'm as a product, as a whole, it's being presented as this is where they're going to learn, but we're not seeing any learning. We're seeing the same poor tropes that we see, but we're seeing it with less accuracy and less technical acumen and performance. So, and for me, that just, it, that's why, especially in this show. And again, this encompasses everything. I'm not saying that the women, some of the stuff on the guy side was absolutely atrocious this week in that way it was presented in the storytelling and how they don't know how to use certain people. And that's why for me, this is the worst episode of 2.0 they've done as a whole, as a whole. Like I say, loved, except for those small little gripes, love the Roxanne Perez stuff. That is the highlight for me. That is awesome. Um, but outside of that and a few other moments here and there, I just, I thought NXT was terrible. Absolutely atrocious. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't hate it that much. Uh, again, I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I, I'm, I wasn't like best episode ever, but I, you know, I did, I did love the Roxanne that put me on a high. Yeah. I mean, people see different stuff and, I, and I'm not yeah. saying next week it won't be better and it yeah. could be. And for me, it's like, I don't see how it could be much worse. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, so based- <laughs> what you're saying is you can't wait for next week's NXT 2.0. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. Positively <laughs> wrestling. That's right. I hope I want it to be better. Believe me. I want it. I don't want it to fail. I want it to be better. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what i say when i talk about thunder rosa <laughs> you understand i get it no yeah and it's very similar it's kind of the same thing yeah um but yeah but yeah i definitely think saray should have won i i the loss is kind of baffling to me right now with how they've presented this uh, especially since tiffany already beat her once yeah and it looks like they've already abandoned the schoolgirl transformation right like that i think they were like yeah Maybe that was not good. Yeah, <laughs> so that didn't make a that. whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just yeah, scratch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll see. But we did get a little bit. We get another match. We had Natalia. Of course, we're, you know, we're leaning into the stuff with Cora Jade. So um, we had her uh, in a match against Tatum Paxley. And this, uh, this is good. I mean, Natalia is a gatekeeper here. Uh, and well, she is on the main roster anyway. And I like how she kind of alluded to that in the response to uh, Cora Jade's little 
uh, inter- interview vignette segment and how she's like, you know, I, I did this as a, I attacked her out of defense uh, because I'm just doing it before she gets to do it to me on the main roster, uh, making yeah. reference to where they always go through her, which is kind of true. Yeah. When people debut on the roster, typically Natalia is one of the first opponents. <laughs> yep. Yep. Watch out for Veer. Yeah. Watch out for Veer. Um, but yeah, so, but I mean, I liked the match wasn't bad. I liked it. Well, and the, the other side of the story is that Tatum Paxley's trying to impress uh, the Diamond Mine. And I, oh, yes. Yeah. And so she, that was her goal in challenging Natalia to begin with. She wants in on the Diamond Mine. <sighs> and so, um, you know, she didn't get the win, but, you know, did the Diamond Mine expect her to? Probably not. So was her performance enough to impress them? We'll have to see how that plays out too. And actually, it's kind of twofold because then we had the little spot with Bivens and, um, strong where strong's like i'm the leader and now whoever isn't on board with my vision is gone yeah was kicking rocks and then we had the kind of weird look on bivens's face so she's trying to get in but it might implode anyway yeah <laughs> so we'll see um let's move on to raw and uh well not waiting for the pay-per-view bianca and sonya is now set for next week yeah, what's, we what's love up with that? on the fly. <laughs> yeah, unless it's some sort of thing where it's technically a match, but it, it really maybe quick. never yeah. actually takes place. Yeah, something like that. Um, because uh, I mean, I, I don't think they're moving this match off of the card. I mean, that would be just no, bad. <laughs> no, no. Bianca's going to be on the on the card for sure. And yeah, I don't. I, they're not going to come up with something completely new in the last week while I'm sitting there front row. Um, <laughs> throw that in. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, not not this Monday, but next Monday, May second. Front row, look for me. You'll you'll find me because I'm right in the middle, across from the camera. Um, but I expect I'll be seeing something relating to Bianca and Sony that night. Yeah. Uh, so my guess is it's some sort of non-finish, or I don't know. Maybe Bianca gets a win, and then Sonya does something after the match. We, I, I, I still, I need this to end with Sonya going back full time to wrestling. Yes, and that, that's what it has to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah. Um, because if this goes on and then she goes right back to the same position she was in, it's like, what are you doing? Right. It, that, Why would she not have a title match every week if she wanted? Yep. 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 And, not, and if nothing's going to happen, <laughs> and why would they just, why would they keep her in that role when she, when she behaves the way that she, that, yeah. yeah. It yeah. makes no sense on both sides. So, yeah. Hopefully, I did like the little thing. Bianca getting fined. The fine. The fine was great. Uh, for attacking Sonya. Yeah. Yeah. Had that to pay was great. a dollar. That yep. was great. So obviously, Adam Pierce is not on Sonya's side. No. In this, no. in this thing. So that's good. We're getting that dynamic, which is what I think we needed. And like I say, hopefully leads to Sonya. Uh, and maybe. I don't know, maybe Sonya wins by count out or something. And she's like, see, I beat you. And you're lucky it was count out because you get to keep your belt. Um, so I want to rematch, you know, at Backlash. Falls and, down anywhere or something like that. And then it's like, okay, well, fine. Well, you have to put your position as a man yeah. person up against yeah. my belt. Right. Um, so maybe that's a, that's a, it'd be a logical way to get there and get that her back as a full-time wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Cause I like mm-hmm. Sonya's work. I think. She's, oh yeah, absolutely. 
I think she's great in the ring. She's obviously great on the mic and yeah. has the personality stuff down. Is a great foil, a great villain. So yeah, um, but we want good things for Sonya. I want Sonya on my TV. It just storyline wise makes no sense for her to be in the position of authority anymore. Yeah, to be wrestling and the authority figure just doesn't work. No. So yeah, we'll wait and see what happens on Raw this week. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We um, we did have the double. Uh, it wasn't a wedding, apparently, Tim. Ah, not a right. Wedding. They 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 didn't they they did not use that phraseology it was a commitment ceremony ah do you notice how they went out of their way not to mention wedding yes um much like when they're hurt they get taken to a local medical facility you know i was a hospital (laughs) i was thinking about that today as i was driving through town because i i passed a hospital but it's not a hospital it's a medical center Uh, (laughs) just it's so confusing like if I get injured, can I go there? Like, is it a hospital or not? <laughs> what What are you? <laughs> Give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Just call yourself a hospital if that's what you are. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we had um, this. Uh, yeah, man, this, I tell you. We pretty much called how it was going to play out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Although they, they kind of swerve us at first because our truth's like, no, 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 no. On my watch. There ain't gonna be no twenty four seven shenanigans. That's it's it's offline right now. During the ceremony. During the ceremony. Right. Um. So they kind of says, "Oh, so maybe we're not gonna get shenanigans." But no, we got shenanigans as soon as the ceremony was over. <laughs> right. Right. Became... And they they basically used my idea. You know, you you chastised me last week, Tim, for making the joke about being pinned while they were consummating. But that's you know they didn't quite take it that far. But that kiss oh, where <laughs> where he yeah he got her down and pinned her. That's kind of what I was thinking. But it all results by the end with Dana Brooke once again. Yeah. Your 24-7 champion. I did. I like this spot where Tamina was like, I'm taking both. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, nah. Yeah. You know, they. it didn't make a whole lot of sense when they were doing it, when Tamina kept swapping partners. Mm -hmm. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. But when she pulled over, uh, when she put, reggie with tozawa and she went over with dana um the crowd popped for it but i had the thought that you know even though it made no sense if they had gone forward with that that could have been a really good opportunity to kind of give a good lgbtq storyline that's true it's very true yeah because you know they did the billy and chuck thing a long time ago but the way it ended just didn't sit well and and it was a different time, man. That it was, was a different time uh, uh, as far and, as what I won't even say was acceptable, but what they got away with as right. jokes on TV. Right. Uh, and then, you know, at the end where they were like, oh, well, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. And they just kind of backtracked on all of it. I mean, at um, least at least Billy was like, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I'm just not. <laughs> right. So at least they got a little softening of the blow in there, even though it wasn't much, but. But they were getting so much support from yeah. you know, different different uh, organizations, LGBTQ organizations, and and groups and stuff like that. And then they they did the hard turn and pulled out of it. Uh, that could this could have been a chance to not do that and to move forward. They would have needed for you know more build, more storyline build for it to make sense from a storyline perspective. Because yeah, to just suddenly switch like that would have made no sense. Um, but if they had built to it and then made the switch i I think that could have been a good thing 
That could have been interesting. It really could have. Yeah. But um, they didn't. They did not. Yeah. Um, and because and, our truth didn't have the belt at any time, did he? He didn't. Oh, gosh. It, it changed so much. It's so much so quickly. I can't remember if he right. had it once. If so, he's like a 72 time champion or right. something. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, Tamina getting it. I remember the kiss. Um, I think Tazawa even had it at one point. Yeah, I think Tazawa had it. Yeah. In fact, I think he's who Dana eventually recaptured right. it from. Yeah. But yeah. So shenanigans abound as we expected. Entertaining. Yeah, sure. Silly um, and fun. Silly and fun. Yeah. Um, Less let's, fun. let's get to the tag match. Yeah. <laughs> the championship defense. Of course, Naomi and Sasha defending against Rhea and Liv. And yeah, pretty much what we thought might happen happened yeah. and, uh, and another great match yeah great match uh, it, it did finish very quickly like the finish came out of the blue for me it, it ended suddenly i thought but it was a good time getting there yeah maybe i might have been pressed for time maybe they had to go a little sooner than they thought maybe. uh but we do get the turn uh yeah. afterwards uh the frustration and it's Rhea who does turn on live yeah so, by the way, it's what I thought would happen. You said Liv was going to turn. Well, I said originally it'd be Rhea, but then I was like, well, maybe they'll they'll flip it on us, and Liv will be the one who does the turn and goes heel. But no, they haven't done that. So Liv stays the babyface. If only which I is, bet you a pizza. Which is good because they don't have other than Bianca hardly any babyfaces. Right. Right. Uh, and they now. they seem dead set against bringing Alexa back. So does this make Liv the number two? Baby if, face? I mean, if Alexa's not on TV, I would say so. Yes! I mean, yeah. Unless they're but, like, no, even though they're not on the show, it's uh, it's Alexa and Asuka. Or <laughs> two and three. <laughs> because they don't, they, for some, whatever reason, they can't get behind Liv. Even though they gave her a special episode of like the 24 or whatever, the whole yeah. thing on the network. It's very unlike Vince, too, isn't it? To not get behind the really attractive blonde white girl. Yeah. It's like, I mean, as far as historically, yeah, what Vince likes to see, <laughs> yeah, she, she hits all those notes. And yep. for whatever reason, it's a very slow burn. It is. But she, um, she's in a better position now than she was a year ago. So let's just keep going with it. The, the real question is, is because obviously we're going to get uh, a program with Leah and Riv. Rhea and Liv. Yeah. Wow. Leah and Riv. Uh, <laughs> Rhea and Liv. First the tree lights up and then I hit yes. the button. Yep. That's it. Um, but I, I don't see Liv winning that. I don't either. Unfortunately, I was having that very thought on Monday. Because I'm like, I don't think you split them up, have Rhea turn and then have Rhea get beaten by Liv. That yeah. makes Rhea look super weak. Yeah, uh, especially is. if again, if you're going to faction her up, which is the rumor, uh, yeah. with Edge and Damien. Um, what you could, I don't know, what you could do is have Rio win like the blow off at pay per view or whatever, and then have another match a couple weeks later when she's starting a program with somebody else, and maybe that person helps Liv win the match, so that Liv isn't totally buried by the whole thing. And what I kind of think might happen uh, is that uh, she joins Edge's faction, at Rhea, and she's got that, you know, a little bit of a repackage as far as being in that dark kind of cult atmosphere, the brood 2.0, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
and then she is Bianca's next opponent. Mm. Like getting that elevated rub from Edge puts her back in the title picture. She's against Bianca. Then maybe she faces Liv and Bianca costs her the match. And Rhea, or, or even when Rhea wins, being a heel, it's okay for her to cheat to do it. Yeah, it's fine. So You're they can go that, rate, go that route as well. Yeah. So um, that's kind of what I think might happen. Or at least if going maybe. for this kind of how oh. I book it. Oh, maybe they're having the match and Liv is in control and it's looking really strong. Like she might be about to win. And maybe that's where Edge and Damien come in. Ah, yeah. Or we get the blue light. Yeah. Or something like that. And that helps re, uh, regain control and get the upper hand. Look, look how easy it is. Yeah, it's not hard, guys. We're doing this on the fly, or we've been thinking about it after watching the episode for a week. Right. <laughs> come on, guys. We can we can come up with it within the time that you're supposed to. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> man. Oh, man. But yeah, so. We're so disgusted. We're just. Fooey, <laughs> a pox on all of your houses. <laughs> um. Yeah, thanks for tuning in to Positively Wrestling. Uh, we gripe all episode about stuff. But that's our right. <laughs> it is. Well, but look, it's still, like, compared to, like, Twitter, we're still the most positive people. Yeah, it's I mean, not I like guess. we're saying we hate WWE. We're no. done with WWE. No, I mean, we love WWE, but they're just Unless you change that... Yoshirai's name, and I'm serious. <laughs> done with you. I, with you. <laughs> I I don't know no WWE. <laughs> They're in witness protection from there on out. <laughs> uh, that's when they change their name back to WWF, and then that gives you the out. Yeah, um, and I'm like, ha you put the F back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're, we're not just crabbing on them because we think it's cool. Uh, well, you know, when we, when we see things that we think could be done better, we're going to say so, but... We talk about what we like to include. Yeah, them. yeah. And again, yep. most of ours is like it's because we would have done it differently. But again, and we'll throw it out there: who are we? We're just a couple of fans. Mm-hmm. We don't have any inside track to the business. We've never worked in it, so we're not trying to say we know better than anybody. It's just these are our ideas, which we feel would be better based on our viewing taste and what we like and our experience. Yeah, just viewing. from as fans. And, yeah. Uh, and what we've watched over the past 30 years. What we've uh, seen succeed and what we've seen fail. Yeah. Since, since I've been watching in 1985. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're not trying to throw, you know, unmitigated hate out. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I, I, I still overall enjoy my WWE watching experience. Yeah. Still overall, yeah. I'm there. Um, yep. So, um, I mean, I like AEW. I like, I mean, everything we watch, I like. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not as big of AEW fan, but I don't hate everything. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is no, nothing that I watch. Do I feel like, Oh God, I've got to watch this for the show. Right. I mean, sometimes, I enjoy sometimes, sometimes dark. <laughs> <I feel that. laughs> Unless I see Shalance Royale is going to be on that. I'm like, yeah, let's watch some dark. All right. Yeah. Shalance. yeah. Um, oh! <laughs> oh! Love it. But uh, let's get to our May Young Give Him a Hand Awards for the week. Thank you so much. What do you got as your match of the week? Match of the week? I'm going Deanna and Willow. It was good stuff. I, uh, hmm. Yeah, that's hard to argue. That is hard to argue. 
Yeah. Even Overall though I was pretty sure week. based on it being a tape show and hadn't heard anything, you know, I, I felt confident Diana was winning. There were still times in the match where if I, if it wasn't a tape show, if it was live, I would have been questioning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say uh, just slightly behind that, I would actually throw uh, uh, Ruby Soho and uh, Renegade. Oh, Robin, Robin, Renegade. Robin Renegade. Yeah, that was good too. For sure. That's a, a close second. Um, performance. Who's your standout? Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah. Can't for argue. Sure. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It is Roxanne. What a great debut. Um, and again, fingers crossed and good vibes that I think they might actually get it. Yep. They may get it. They might not screw this up. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, moment of the week. Uh, you brought it up, but I love the, 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 the fine for Bianca. Yes. Uh, and then she topped it off by going on Twitter and saying the fine was actually 50 cents, but she wanted to give him a tip. Ah, I didn't see that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. Um, my favorite, and, and this is sad because my favorite moment, I can't fully remember it. <laughs> what? what a, but watching it because it was on NXT, amazingly, it was on NXT 2.0. Oh, okay. Hypocrite. Um, yes. Uh, during, was it during, it might have been during the, um, the Roxanne match, but it was Wade Barrett and and it was something he was saying and it was a reference to something. And at the time I was like, Oh my God, that's hilarious. That's going to be my moment this week. And now we get to recording day and I have completely blanked on what it was he said, but we're a women's show. Why are you picking a Wade Barrett moment? Because it was during a women's match. Um, <laughs> it happened. My favorite moment happened during a women's match. And this is the funny part. It was something funny. It had nothing to do with actual wrestling. <laughs> Just like the fine doesn't have anything to do with actual wrestling. <laughs> NXT is going to tweet and say that this was your worst May Young ever. I'll take it because that means we know they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that. NXT, please, please, please say that. Tweet that bring, to us. Bring the hate to Tim. Bring the hate to me. NXT. At Timothy K. That's right. On Twitter, you bring it to me. Um, I'll, re- I'll, I'll I'll look it up and I'll remember <laughs> for a future time. <laughs> what good is that going to do? But, and it amazed me because I, I, even when watching, I was like, oh, God, Steven's got to be dying at this reference, too. So I thought for sure you'd know what I was talking. I about. kind of remember him saying something funny, but because he got interrupted in the middle of finishing, like the quote reference mm-hmm. that it was. I don't remember. Ah, uh, I don't remember. I'm gonna go back and watch it as soon as we're done to figure All out right. what it was. And he'll let you know next week. Next week, <laughs> seven days. Stay you, tuned, true believers. <laughs> you you can torture yourself. For the next week. Because everybody's going to be was. dying to know what that was. Yep. You live and die by our show. Tim's going to make sure you die. Yes. Make show. sure you die by our show. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is our show this week. <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah. Nothing else you want to call <laughs> good out? Times. Yeah, good times. Yeah. Good times. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're just crawling to a finish here yeah we're just, we're just scraping by to that finish line but you were gonna go right into it and you just stopped <laughs> I just stopped what happened what's well, like, wrong hey, like steve you do it this week go ahead man 
<laughs> no, my but, God. Uh, at least, hey, hopefully we're at least entertaining. People are getting a laugh out of this. I, I, I hope so. I I'm hope gonna go, so. I'm going to go cry about it. <laughs> I'm going to go go downstairs and cry on the couch more than I usually do. Wow. Well, there's an inside look at the wuss that is Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Tim <laughs> thinks if you cry, you're a wuss. Nope. Tweet it, NXT. No, if you cry after a amusing end of a podcast episode, <laughs> if that makes you cry, yes, you're was. Okay, fine. Throwing it out there. Anyway, anyway, no, but anyway, all jokes aside, hey, tweet at us. Please send the hate, NXT, send the hate to me about not being able to remember that and my hatred of your show this week. <laughs> I'm ready for discourse. Uh, you can email us at poswrestlecast at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out on Twitter. Uh, the official account is plus WrestleCast. That's P L U S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. Find Steven at Bizarro Doom. Uh, search for us on Facebook. You can contact us there at the uh, just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. Look us up on um, uh, not Snapchat. Not doing that yet. Uh, TikTok uh, and coming soon, kind of YouTube. <laughs> so we'll be everywhere. Everywhere. But you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy Rebellion. uh, And uh, wait and see what happens on Raw and NXT with all the crazy stuff. Steven, take us out, man. I'm done. Matane.